welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and welcome to the show. This week, I am continuing my Kids Yoga Perspective series with Camelia Mimi Felton. And before we start talking, I just wanted to give you a little bit of her background. Mimi is a certified kids yoga teacher, a certified meditation instructor, and a Reiki 2 practitioner. She is very excited to share all these wonderful practices with children and their families. She started sharing yoga and mindfulness with her grandson and quickly saw the benefits it gave him. She wants to share her knowledge with the community to create awareness on how these wonderful things can teach all of us, especially our children, mindfulness, inner peace, meditation, and imagination. I'd also like to add that Mimi just completed her 200-hour yoga certification. So Mimi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so glad to be here. Again, I've been connecting with a lot of people on Instagram, and it's just amazing to me that we can connect from all over the world um, and that there's so many people spreading kids yoga. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so I just wanted to start from the beginning. So what inspired you to begin teaching yoga to children? So for kids, you know, it's always been a passion of mine. I love kids. I love teaching kids. And at the time in my life, I was going through, you know, a difficult time in my life. And I was actually caring for my grandson, which is five now. And I was doing yoga and, you know, he would come on the mat and do things with me. And I was just like, wow, kids could really benefit from this. And so I, you know, I did some research and I was like, is kids yoga even a thing? You know, I hadn't really seen anybody doing kids yoga. I hadn't been in a space, you know, to even think about that. But I was like, okay, this would be so powerful if kids could get this. And so I did my research and I actually found a training that I could take to get certified to teach kids yoga. And I was like, yes, I, I have to do this. <laughs> and so I took the training and then it was like after that, I just knew that this is something that I, I had to do. It was part of my purpose. And I just I just wake up every morning with just such joy that I get to do this every day. Well, your joy, I could feel through your Instagram posts, <laughs> like I could feel your enthusiasm and even just through your photos and your posts. Um, and I was just curious, just because I haven't talked to anyone from Atlanta yet, what is the kids yoga scene like there? Is it getting pretty popular? Is it just starting? It is. It really is. There's a lot of yoga teachers that I've connected with, um, like I said, I got my certification from Kidding Around Yoga. So I'm actually in that community as well. And come to find out there were teachers, kids, yoga teachers that were like in the same area as me, you know, or either like in Atlanta, but maybe on another side of town. So I've even connected with some teachers. We've actually done a couple things together. So it's really getting, you know, very popular here. And what we're trying to do is to get it, you know, in schools and in different places where kids are, because that's the thing. Kids can't come to us 
we have to go to kids. So just trying to get creative with, you know, meeting them where they are. And so just having teachers, you know, where we're in the same space, we're able to collaborate. It's really been a beautiful thing for me because in the beginning I felt like, okay, I cannot do this by myself, but just connecting and finding, you know, like-minded yoga teachers has been amazing. So to answer your question, it's, it's really growing here and I'm so happy. So that's so great to hear that there's kids yoga emerging in Atlanta all over and that also that you're working together and um, trying to get into schools because like you said, it's kids aren't coming to the studio. It's the parents that you really have to reach or getting to the children where they are. So being in the schools, I think is so important. Um, What do you love most about teaching yoga to kids? Oh, wow. Just the, the innocence of it all. Like they come from a place, you know, where they're just open, happy and free and they're like little sponges. So whatever you have to give, they're just ready to absorb it and take it in. And it's just so, you know, it's so joyful to see them happy and smiling and in a non-competitive atmosphere where they can just be free. It's, it's just so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. It's, it's such, it's a privilege really to watch them and how natural it is to them. And they really end up teaching us in the end too. Exactly. Just to be child, you know, just to be childlike again, just to get on the floor, roll around and learn poses. And, you know, you're learning to breathe and just stop and just enjoy life. Like as adults, we don't we don't do that. (laughs) Right. I know. And they do. And they remind us. Exactly. Do you have a favorite age of children you like to work with? I love about three to seven. I love that range. Um, not necessarily together, but yeah, <laughs> that's such a very fun age because the three, like the toddler age, like they have no idea that they're learning yoga, but they're learning, you know, to, to be kind and to take turns and to share. And it, it's just so sweet. And when they go into little poses, cause I teach them poses, like, you know, in the sense of animals, like, Okay, let's do tiger pose and let's do lion's breath and, you know, let's do caterpillar. And and it's just so cute, you know, when they try to do it (laughs) and they may fall over or bump into each other. It's just really, really sweet. It just keeps me laughing. But they're learning, you know, they're learning. Yes, they're little sponges. That age is so amazing because they're just so open. They're not self-conscious at all. And they just... Yeah, they're not afraid to try it. Yeah. Do you have a kind of favorite teaching moment that you've had so far? Yes, when we do Shavasana, you know, just to see them just lay there and relax and just, you know, come back to center and find like their peace. I'm like, wow, there's like adults that cannot do that. (laughs) So when I find, you know, I'm playing music and they're just like, they're in their little zone. It's just so sweet, you know, because it's like they get it. You know, it's not hard as adults. We make it a lot harder than it is. And to see a child to understand that, okay, I can sit still, even if it's just for a minute or two and just be mindful of this moment. You know, I love when I, because I wear them out. That's the whole, you know, 
point of my class, I, I, I wear them out with dancing and play and fun. So by the time they get on the mat for a Shavasana, they're, they're exhausted. So, <laughs> so to see them enjoy that moment, you know, sometimes when they get tired, they're kind of fussy and they're moving around and they're not comfortable. But by this time, they've had so much fun. They just lay there. And they're just like, oh, this is so nice. It's so sweet. Yeah, that like what you were saying just made me think that as adults, when you start learning yoga as an adult, there's a lot you have to unlearn mm-hmm. to do it. And whereas if you're starting children early with yoga, it's just, they just get it and you're planting yeah. those seeds. And then it just makes me so excited about as these kids get older, what life will be like for them to have this so right. young. If we had yoga, I think you know, growing up, I think a lot of the things I had to go through and deal with, I may would have been able to handle them a lot better. (laughs) Yes. You know, just having those tools to like slow down, pay attention to your breath and, you know, just relax and learning to stretch and meditate and take time for myself. I didn't, you know, I didn't get that until later in life, you know, so to have that as a kid, I think it's such a blessing um, for them. And they can just carry it on into adulthood. You know, it's, it's really a special gift. Exactly. That makes me curious about how did you find yoga yourself? When did you start practicing? Oh, wow. It's been about 10 years now. Um, like I said, I was going through a very tough time in my life and I just needed something, you know, just to give me that peace. I couldn't find that peace. I was trying to, you know, exercise and yeah, that, that worked for a little while, but then, you know, I would stop and then I would go and try like a new hobby or do this or do that, but I just couldn't find that piece that I was looking for. And so I'll never forget one of my friends was like, you should go to, to a yoga class with me. And I was like, girl, I'm not going to a yoga class. I don't, I don't do yoga. You know, yoga is like for like, like these hippie people that just, they're just walk around and they're just light and bubbly and free. They have no problems, no worries. And she's like, no, it's <laughs> It's far from that. Just go, just go. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll go. I'll try it, you know, and <laughs> I'll never forget. And I walked in, you know, I had my yoga mat. I had to go buy all this stuff because I didn't have it, you know, so I had to go buy my yoga mat and the special little yoga outfit. And I got there and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give this a try, you know, and just going into the yoga poses and I can remember just the teacher just, you know, saying this is about you and giving your time, giving yourself time and space and just letting it all go. And it's like, I literally was bawling on the mat, like, okay, this was not supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But it did, you know, and I just, I was like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Now I had to go to different studios to kind of get the style you know, that I was looking for, but, you know, just to get on the mat and just at that time, just let it all go was my saving grace. That's amazing. I'm so glad you had that experience in your first class, because like you said, I know for me, it took me a while to find the teacher that I then connected to and Mm -hmm. kind of, so I'm so glad you had that experience right away. And then you were able to kind of look around and um, that's something I like to tell people when they or like, I don't know if I'd like yoga, just try it and try it at different places because every teacher is so, so different and you might find a doorway. 
you know, depending on where you go, which, you know, the beauty of kids yoga is that if you do it as a child, then you can imagine as they grow older, they're more open to it. They understand it more instead of those images, like what you said, the hippies and I don't know, when they they don't have problems (laughs) and they're, and I think, you know, the Instagram posts you see with the fancy clothes and, you know. Right. I'm like, that's so not me. Right. you know, it got to a place where even I started to do my practice at home and that was the best for, you know, for the t- at that time, it was the best for me because of my schedule and what I had going on. Maybe I couldn't get to the class at the time that they had it. So I created a space in my home, you know, where in the mornings before the kids got up, I could go and practice yoga. It may be six o'clock in the morning, but I couldn't necessarily get in my car and go to a class at six o'clock in the morning, you know, so I had to make yoga I had to incorporate it into my life where it worked for me. I made yoga my practice. And that's what people have to understand. It's your practice. You may go somewhere and it may not feel like, you know, you're in the right space, you know, because that may not be the style or they may have music. They may not have music. It may be hot, you know, so all these different things. So you just have to kind of keep searching till you find, you know, what makes you feel home. That's so well put. Exactly. And then you bring it home. Like you said, then you're able to start practicing at home. And that's the most powerful when you have your own practice. And so is that how, so did your grandson, did you try to get him to do yoga or were you just practicing and he just started joining in? I was practicing and he just would come join in. And, you know, a couple of times I was like, okay, you know, let grandma finish. But I was like, why fight against it? So he would be there, you know, kind of tumbling over the place. And, you know, as he got a little bit older, he would do what I was doing, you know, and I was like, wow, like, this is very beneficial for kids. And then, you know, I would sit him down and explain the poses to him and like, let's go in tree pose or let's do downward dog. And I was like, wow, like he really understands what we're doing, you know, so this, this has to be something that could be beneficial to kids. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make this thing work. (laughs) Yeah. Now you found it so authentically, you just saw it right there in front of you. Yeah. And it's like a light came on because I had been kind of searching for, you know, wanting to do something different than what I was doing. And I loved kids. And so it just, it just worked itself out and it was like right there in my face. And he was the reason that I was able to do it. Had, had I not gone through what I had to go through to get to that place, I may not be even sitting here with you right now, you know, so that I'm so happy that it happened the way that it did. It is really amazing when you kind of can look back and connect the dots and and see, you know, how how you get to where you are. But I can tell you just by talking to you that you are, in your purpose and doing it because I can, from Atlanta, I could feel the passion all the way in New York city. (laughs) I really could just by hearing you you talk about it. I love it. Like I finally have found, you know, joy, like true joy. Um, and I'm, I'm, I love it. I can't, I I just love it. (laughs) How has it changed for you since, since this pandemic has started and you know, that everyone's home, how have How has your teaching changed? Are you teaching virtually or what are you doing? Yes, I am doing virtually. And I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of went into a little of a panic 
um, because I was going into schools. I had contracts with several schools. I was working with nonprofits. And so I went to the kids. And so when everything closed and shut down, I was like, how am I going to get to them? How, like, what, what am I going to do? And so instantly, you know, I had to go to a virtual platform and I reached out to some of the schools and I was even able to connect with them and continue the services virtually until, you know, the summer came and we wouldn't be doing yoga anyway. Um, but there are a couple camps that I wasn't able to do because we just didn't have the time, you know, to get it to a virtual platform. We're talking about 100 plus kids, you know, and so they had to scale down to 40 kids. So there's definitely been an adjustment. But, you know, I just immediately went to a virtual platform and it's very it's been very um good for me. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, but I had to be quick on my feet because if I hadn't like I probably would have lost, you know, a lot of my kids um, just thinking that, oh, well, I can't do it because I can't get to them. And how did you teach virtually? Do you do Zoom classes or do you use a different platform? Um, Right now I do Zoom. That seems Mm -hmm. to be working the best, but, you know, looking to venture out and and do other things because Zoom is doing a lot of different updates and you know, every couple of days, it may be a little something different. So I'm just trying to, you know, see which one will work best because I want to be able to, and then I want to be able to offer maybe different things because some people like, well, you know, I don't really like Zoom, but I do like this. So just trying to figure out, you know, the best way to accommodate you know, um, everybody, if you will, because some schools, they don't use Zoom. They may use like Google or another platform. So just try it. Like I've been taking master classes and doing research on pros and cons to Zoom or this or that. So it's it's like a little part time job. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out this Zoom, this virtual world, you know. I know everyone just had to dive right in, like you said, and it sounds like you worked really quickly. Um, but I think it's, it's definitely beneficial for listeners to hear just how you're doing it. Cause there's, like you said, there's, it's just kind of uncharted waters. So everyone's just trying to figure out the best way to go, but I'm so glad you were able to, um, continue a lot of your classes, um, through all this. Yeah. Um, and I w- also wanted to ask you about, um, since you're a meditation teacher and you also practice Reiki, I was just curious about how you bring those skills into your kids' classes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Reiki, not so much. Um, I don't do that as much with kids. Um, and, you know, now I'm not able to be in the space with them. Definitely not really using that right now. But far as meditation, just helping kids, um, you know, kind of calm down. Sometimes, you know, they need little tips and tools and techniques to kind of get them to realize that, you know, everything they need is within them. They can calm themselves. They can kind of talk through a situation. You know, they can even help a friend, you know, so just teaching them, you know, there's something that I, I like to teach them that I learned in um, my certification with Kidding Around Yoga is that peace begins with me. And so they're just taking their thumb and their index finger and they're just touching each finger with their thumb. And they're simply saying, peace begins with me. 
peace begins with me and just do it until your body, you know, starts to feel a little bit heavy, a little bit, you know, just a little bit light. And it's amazing how (laughs) that little simple exercise can get them to a place of calmness because, you know, I don't want them to think that meditation is about just, you know, nothing. You just sit there and you do nothing. That's almost impossible for kids, right? So you want to teach them, okay, even if there's things around you, there's noise, there's, you know, like even when they were in school, you know, a little anxiety, you may have this going on or that going on. You can still find peace within yourself. You know, you can still calm the body, calm the mind, calm the spirit. You have that power. You just have to use it. I think this is something that so many adults need to learn too. Cause I know the thing I hear most from people who maybe aren't familiar with meditation or maybe have tried it, they say, Oh, but my mind doesn't stop. Like I keep it's thinking. not going to exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's the mind. Everyone's mind that's is like the that. mind. Yeah, it's gonna do that. And sometimes when you first start meditation, it does it even more because you're focusing on it, right? So of course, as soon as you close your eyes, your mind's like, (laughs) it's all over the place. So learning to be comfortable in that space and saying, okay, okay, I'm thinking about this and this, but I'm gonna come back. And then you go, you go back somewhere else. Okay, but I'm gonna come back. So it's just, you know, it's practice. It's discipline. It's you know. That's why it's called practice. You know, it's just something that you have to keep doing until two minutes turns into five minutes, five minutes turns into 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes turns into 15 minutes. And before you know it, 30 minutes, you're like, wow, I just meditated for 30 minutes. Who knew? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It seems so impossible when you first start. Yeah. I, I was on your website and I was looking at, um, I love your website and what you're doing. And I was just wanted to hear about how you decided to start your own kids yoga company. I know you did your certification and then did you decide that this was just the path you wanted to take and that you wanted to run your own company? Yes. So after I got my certification and I came back, I actually went um, to my hometown to get my certification. And when I came back to Atlanta, I said to myself, okay, this is your opportunity to create something of your own. I've always wanted to own my own business. Being an entrepreneur was something that was very close, you know, to my heart and my spirit. So I'm like, okay, how can I make this work where I get to do what I love and I'm owning my own business, entrepreneurship. So, you know, I did my research. It wasn't a lot of kid yoga companies or businesses. I could have gone under Kidding Around Yoga and got licensee and things of that nature, which is great. That's a wonderful thing. But I wanted to kind of venture out and do, you know, me, my style, my flow. I I wanted to have more control. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to take the leap and I'm going to start Mimi's Yoga Kids. And so I did, you know, all of the necessary paperwork and all of that stuff. I took a couple months just to kind of focus on the business side of it because I knew that I wanted to teach, but I wanted to make sure that I had the business part of it aligned so it would, you know, it would last for the long haul. 
And so with that, I just, and I was working a full-time job at the time. So I definitely, yeah. So I definitely had to come up with a plan that allowed me to, you know, keep my full-time job because the bills did not stop, but I knew I wanted to create uh, Mimi's Yoga Kid. So I did that. I gave myself a year, 11 months after starting Mimi's Yoga Kids, I was able to leave my full-time job and do Mimi's Yoga Kids full-time. It was not easy. I don't want people wow. to think that it was just, it just happened. You know, there were a lot of days when I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? You know, because I was working full-time trying to do Mimi's Yoga Kids. I was doing that like when I got off and on the weekends, I was doing birthday parties. And so, you know, I was kind of being pulled in different directions, but I knew what the end goal was for me. So I just kept pushing. I kept persevering until, you know, I did it. And so I get to do Mimi's Yoga Kids full time every day. And I get to work with amazing schools, amazing families. You know, I've been so blessed to work with some nonprofits here in Atlanta. And even to be here with you, it's just, um, it just blows me away, you know, that I am doing it, what I set out to do, I'm doing it. And, you know, even today in this time, being a woman, being a woman of color, it it makes me so proud because I want women to see that you can do it. It takes work, it takes discipline, and it takes, you know, heart and drive, but you can do it. That you is can do it. So inspiring for people listening that are maybe wanting to start their own business in this field and are too scared or they just don't know what to do. Do you have maybe a piece of advice, something that could help them like take that first step? Yes. I think the biggest thing is you have to have a mission. You have to have a goal and you have to have a plan. You know, you have to kind of have things. Okay. You have to set goals. Where do I want to be six months from now? Where do I want to, you know, where do I want to be a year from now? And then work towards those goals. Because if you just say, okay, I want to start a business and I want to be a yoga teacher, but you don't have a plan, you know, if if it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go, you know, it can kind of kind of crush what you're trying to accomplish. So, you know, I clearly put out a plan of what I wanted to do. And then I went out, you know, I was knocking on doors. I was calling schools. I was, <laughs> you know, I was, Hey, I'll do a yoga birthday party. You know, my first um, thing that I did was in my home, there were some ladies at my job. And I was like, Hey, you know, I want to start Mimi's yoga kids. And I want to have a little party for the girls. You know, I invited eight girls, every girl showed up. And I did um, like a theme party for them where we did art and crafts. We did yoga. They got to eat all this little cute food. I think it was like um, unicorns. It was a unicorn theme. (laughs) And it was so much fun. And the parents was like, okay, Camelia, this, this is beautiful. This is so needed. This is something different. You know, it's different from going to a birthday party, which is nice. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, you spend all of this money. But with yoga, they're getting something that they could take, you know, beyond Mm -hmm. the birthday party, you know. So that's how I kind of promote that. Like, okay, it's fun. They're learning. It's engaging. It's something that they can teach 
you know, themselves and their friends and even their parents. I have parents that come to me and they're like, okay, my daughter was telling me about this piece. What is that? I want to know what that is because I want to do that too. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. That's why I went and got my certification to teach adults because the parents were like, okay, whatever you're doing, it's working. Can you help me? And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> let me go get a little bit more. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me. I was teaching kids so long, started teaching older kids, and then I had parents in the room asking questions. And that's exactly what happened. I was like, I need to get my 200 hour, <laughs> too. Because yeah. <laughs> it is a whole different um, skill set to, to teach adults. It's a whole different skill set. You know, you're running around, you're playing Adults know you have to alignment and, you know, Sanskrit. It's, it's totally different. So, you know, anything I do, I like to do, um, I like to give it my best. So if I'm going to teach adults, I want to know what I'm doing. <laughs> so you said, did you just complete your 200 hour? Yes. I was supposed to graduate in April, uh-huh. but with the whole COVID thing, um, kind of got delayed. So I graduate actually, well, I'm done with everything. I just have to do my graduation class. We have to do it virtually. Um, so once I do that, then I'm, I'm done. Like I've done all of my, you know, my modules, my tests, all of that's done. I just have to do this last portion, which is the graduation class I do on Sunday. And I'm so excited. I'm a little excited, a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so different teaching adults. You I know, know I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. know for a lot of us who love teaching kids and it comes naturally to us, then teaching adults for me, I'm like, this is not in my comfort zone I know, at all. You're like, ah, because they're like, it seems like the, all the eyeballs are like looking at yeah. you, what you're going to say. Yes, you know, kids, they don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of noise and it's, yeah, it's like you're putting on a show, not, not with yeah. adults. You're going to do great. You're gonna, that's so exciting. I'm glad you did that. That will, like you said, just help you feel more confident in those questions from adults and just open more doorways for you. Yeah. And then having the kids, you know, definitely want to help them as they progress and get older and, you know, just yeah. definitely want to be able to kind of follow them if, you know, if I'm blessed to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I like to put context to when we, we're talking and we're in 2020, we're in July of 2020. So it's a very intense time in the world, not only with the pandemic, but with, you know, all the racial injustice that people are finally not ignoring and that's coming to the surface. And there's just a lot going on every day, it, mm-hmm. you know, coming at you. So I, I wanted to know, how are you taking care of yourself right now during this time? Oh, deep sigh. Now I'm in a place where I make sure that I meditate. When I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing that I do. I try to take 30 minutes just to, you know, ask myself, okay, what are your goals today? What are your intentions? How are you going to impact the world today? Because for me, it's all about responsibility, accountability, and restoration. And so I want to keep my heart pure, my mind open, and just be receptive because it's so hard to to help others if you're not in a good space yourself. And 
it took time to get here because just everything that has been happening, you know, the pandemic and then all of these things that are going on, I got really heavy and really angry for a second, just to be honest, you know? Yeah. But I had to say to myself, okay, this is the time where you can make the most impact. This is the time where you can really practice what, what you preach, you know, what you, what you do every day. And so just allowing, you know, myself to be in a space where, you know, things come up, you know, cause having the conversations with, with kids, we, we have to have those conversations with them. Right. But we have to do it in a space where they feel safe, where it's love and kindness and compassion and, you know, so for me, I just make sure I take care of my mental state so I'm able to continue to do the work that I have set out to do. It's it's the whole piece begins with me mantra mm-hmm. that you said. Yeah. Now that's so I like I love how you put that the responsibility, accountability and restoration, seeing it in those terms. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yep. So, but I mean, the amazing thing is that you set, you created this company before all of this. So it's already in place. So you've already mm-hmm. got this vehicle that you can, you know, spread all this, this joy and love to children with. So I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad you started and that you were able to quit your full-time job. And now this is your full-time job. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, I know it, it yeah. amazes me. <laughs> Now, when when I wrap up, I always like to end with little kids yoga gems, which are just practical pieces of advice for people just starting out in kids yoga. So mm-hmm. um, what is your kids yoga gem? Oh, wow. Just have fun, you know. You know, give kids the space that they need to grow, to thrive, to just be, you know, the world has gotten so fast, you know, before all of this happened, kids were just going, 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 going. They were going to this practice, this lesson, this, this, and this, you know, and not really slow, excuse me, slowing down and just enjoying all the beautiful aspects of just being a kid. So I would say, you know, just give them the space, you know, create a little space for them where they can just learn to practice, you know, peace. Learning peace resides within them. Peace is all around them. And they have the power to create it, to keep it, to share it. You know, they have that voice. They, they're they our future. And so for me, it's so important that we we pour into them. Not saying that adults are a lost cause and it's too late. But to pour into the future of our children at a time like this, we have an amazing responsibility to give them. And so I'm so thankful that we are having these conversations, that things, you know, people are more aware, more open. You know, I think everything has kind of happened for a reason to bring us to this place. And so just giving kids a safe space while 
adults, while we figure this this madness and the craziness out, (laughs) just continue to give kids that space. That's so beautiful. Well, I know people are going to want to find you. So um, where can people find you? Your Instagram, your website? Can you give us all of that? Oh, sure. So Instagram is Mimi's Yoga Kids. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, Mimi's Yoga Kids. And then my website is www.mimisyogakids.com. So I'm pretty, pretty easy to find. Um, I like to hang out in the Instagram world. So <laughs> yes, that's the best. I love Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I do too. So um, yeah, any of those social uh, media platforms, you can reach out to me. Right. And the one positive about the strange virtual world we're in is that you don't have to be in Atlanta to, I right? Know. You could be anywhere to, to enjoy one of your classes or one of your offerings. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much genuinely for being here and for talking. I hope we stay in touch and um, I'll be following you on social media and <laughs> seeing what likewise, you're up to. Likewise, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Reaching out to you on Instagram and here we are. Like, I'm so thankful. So thankful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everything is really aligned. All right. We will talk soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or if you've listened before, there are a few ways that you can help this podcast to keep going. So first, you can click subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave a rating and a review. This will help more people find the podcast. You can follow us on social media at the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and the Kids Yoga Podcast on Facebook. You can also email me. I love to hear your questions, comments, feedback. The Kids Yoga Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week.